Welcome to episode 135 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Tummyache Vecchio. Why? Because you got a tummy ache? Yeah, I got lots of tummy aches. I might have to pause during our recording but to go. No to one will know because of how skillfully it's edited together. Well, maybe I should say at the end how many times I had to stop to go to the bathroom. We'll see if you remember by that point. <laughs> Rarely do we remember what we said at the beginning of the episode by the time the end of the episode is over. Well, you know, I'm very um, open about my tummy aches and my you other always have issues been. and my illnesses. Let's not forget, Dee, please don't let me put my pants chants in the car. Oh, so many. So many. Um, I used to really irritate listener to the show, Aaron, when I was, he drove me around in his car a lot at Biola, and I would say, please don't let me poop my pants, and he's like, I've never met somebody who has to poop so much. <laughs> Why does he sound like a British villain? <laughs> I don't know. I just was curious, is that your like actual voice for Aaron? I'm not an impressionist. <laughs> I just want to know if that's Not your Aaron impression. Not I've never met someone who poops so much. This is Aaron. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen Aaron, but my recollection of his voice is very different from that. That's all. Whatever. <laughs> so, Aaron, do you remember when you used to drive me around and I used to say, I have to, I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> You're giving him flashbacks. <laughs> He's now, like, no. That may be the first person, but you continue that on with me and basically anyone else. You know, though, like, one of the reasons I knew that, like, I loved you so much and you were going to be my husband <laughs> is you were so compassionate about it. Yeah. You would, like, turn the air conditioning on towards me and you'd be like, I can't drive like crazy. I've got to drive safe, but we will get you to the first bathroom we can. Please don't poop in my car is what I was saying. And you were so sweet and understanding. Well, of course I am. I don't like that feeling. You definitely have it more than most people. <laughs> and I understand that, but... I don't let it stop me, though. You don't want to be on one of those commercials where they show them go to the bathroom yeah, all the time? Yeah, they, they, it's so, like, morose and, like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, how many parties have I had to, like, stop and go to the bathroom? How many at? room escapes have you had to stop and go to the oh, bathroom in the right middle right in the middle. Oh, my gosh. That was... I was like, please don't... Please don't disqualify my team because I got to go to the bathroom so much. But and we haven't opened the show with poop talk in a long time. This I know, is like it's a callback, a huh? Well, I just wanted to be honest with the listeners about how I'm feeling. I don't think that anyone, at least that knows you as an adult, would accuse you of not being transparent. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing about quarantine. Is, like, whenever I have to go, I can go. Like, I'm going to have to, like, train my body. Yeah, because your classroom now is literally five steps from a yeah. toilet. Yeah. And even then, sometimes I'm like, ooh, can I make it through this half hour section <laughs> before I have to go? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite... It's a silver lining, we'll say. It's a, <laughs> a small compensation for... Yes. Uh, a great plethora of other issues that yes. is uh, caused. Well, this is a good poop talk. Poop talk brought to you by the Mandarian Orange Show. But I'm not making a segment for that because I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do have a segment for is fights. Let's jump into it. Hey. Yeah, we wasted, uh, well part of our day today working on that i guess i had to do a quick update we talked we talked about this in the last episode uh little caesars is they do not have good customer service which just drives me crazy because i still like their pizza i mean i know that it's like you know it's like fast food pizza don't get me wrong i'm not talking about like a gourmet experience or whatever mm. but it's good fast food pizza and their their customer service is real bad so anyway 
just a quick update because they didn't give us our pizza and then they didn't give us our money back. It's been, it was 12 business days from when it actually happened because they said 10 business days to give a refund, which is crazy how they can take our money in an instant, but then take 12 business days to refund us. Well, not refund us. Yeah. Like, cause it's been over that. It's been like two weeks. So then I called and I called DoorDash and they forwarded me to Little Caesars again, got bounced around, was on hold. I mean, I, we just put the phone down and do other stuff yeah. and everyone like listens you were, to like, when the person doing jumps in. the laundry. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not like standing in place, like waiting on, you know, in bait, with bated breath on edge. But eventually got through to someone who said they would elevate our case and that we would have a refund in the next two this business like days. This is like the fourth person. The first person just hung up on you. Yeah. I mean, not because not even like out of anger. They just said, oh, yeah, please hold. And then I waited on hold for a while. And eventually this recording popped up and was like, here is your post-call survey. And they like actually just sent me to the survey like they had already taken care of me. They totally were like, I don't want to deal with this situation. So I'm just going to hang up. And please understand, I am not like grumpy with them on the phone. I'm very polite. It's just, you know, very like here's my... Here's my case number. Here's the situation. And, you know, just calling to check up on the status of it. And and the, the thing is, none of them, I mean, the people who I'm talking to on the phone, they're it's not particularly not rude. Yeah. And I know it's not their fault. They work for a company that blah, 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 blah. But regardless, it's ridiculous that we live ten minute, or five minutes away from a pizza place and I'm spending this many hours mm-hmm. on the phone to get a refund for, I mean, honestly, for what is like $25. I realize it's a ridiculous amount. But the kids asked today, like, they're like, why are they so, like, why aren't they giving money back? And I said, you, it might seem crazy that we would spend that much time on $25. However, it's the, it's the principle. And it's worth it because you know that companies count on, they can rip people off and mm-hmm. people aren't going to go through the time and effort to make sure that they're getting treated well and that they're that they're actually getting the services that they paid for. And so, yeah, it's only 25 bucks, And I realize that the, you know, even a, a minimum wage job would have earned that, you know, several times over with the amount of time we've spent on hold with different companies. Mm-hmm. But... They should not be able to get away with it just because they make it difficult to get through to a customer service mm-hmm. person and then put you off and put you off. I'm getting that money back because they don't get to just keep my money because they, they're incompetent mm-hmm. or worse, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's the principle of the thing, because if we let them win, then they've just they're just taking money because they can. Yeah. You don't get to be so big that you can just take money and get away with it. No way. That's what I say. So, that's the principle of the thing. And that's the update. We'll let you guys know. Because they said they'd actually have the refund in our bank account in the next two days. I will believe it when I see the digits in the computer. It's not going to count because Wednesday's a holiday. and Yeah, but still. Blah, blah, blah. Two businesses. That's It's just crazy. I mean, again, it comes out of your bank account instantly. But, to be fair... When we were in more dire situations, we've talked about on the show, Phil has gotten our refunds instantaneously. So it can be done. It can be. And I could make a bigger stink if I have to. Because we've been in a position before where where companies have ripped us off for enough money that we're like out of luck. Yeah. There was a time when we got double charged for a hotel room. And that was like, it was early on in our marriage, and that was the money we had in our bank account. Yeah, to make I didn't it get the paid weekend. till Friday. So. And I got on the phone and I'm like, I can't put gas in the car to get home from your hotel so until you refund here. it. So we're going to sit here in the lobby <laughs> and you're going to make it happen, or else we're not moving. And you're putting us up for another mm-hmm. night. And eventually they did it. And we had to do a lot of things like that. And we're fortunate to be in a position where the $25 for the pizza. Doesn't make it so we can't function, but it's still, I'm not letting them get away with it just because they think they can. But there have been times in our life when it has, and we have. Because when I called politely to the pizza place and asked them if we could get a refund for the pizza they didn't give to us, they're like, nothing we could do, it's not our problem, then you're giving me my money back. You talk to me that way and treat a customer that way. That's all there is to it. Hey, let's not forget, you got, well... I think I worked on that one. I got our money back from that hotel where he, he, he I don't know, what did he call you, oh, yeah. names? I don't know. I can't even remember now. The The hotel that was like the marijuana hotel, it that turned po- out. 
put marijuana on your pillow. But we didn't know that, and kids weren't allowed, and we'd already paid for it. We went through the whole saga on here yeah. in the past. But, but you yeah. got all that back. And the guy like laughed at me. He said, "Good luck. We've never had to give a refund." I'm like, "Well, you're going to now." And, and they, they did. did. <laughs> so little Caesars, they got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. You don't know who you're working with. Anyway, that's fights. Again, it just helps sometimes to vent a little bit, and we had to update you guys. So we'll hopefully next week be giving you the final update, which is our refund. Yes. And we'll celebrate by, I don't know, buying some vegetables or something. <laughs> we need to. We gotta go grocery shopping, that's the point. Speaking of vegetables, it's time for the news. And now the news. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. Yes, we have finally updated the names of things. Well, also, um, if you guys would like to write to us, you can write to us at mandarianorangeshow at gmail.com. We did get an email to the mandarianorangeshow at gmail.com address this week because usually we get them from Facebook or other places. Um, but, you know, occasionally people write to us in the official email, and I appreciate that when it comes to there. We, we like all our mail, but it's fun to get Any something from there. Any kind of mail is good. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Definitely want to be following Mandarin Orange Show on Instagram right now because we're going through the 30-day TV pilot challenge. Mm-hmm. And you can only see the poll in the group. So if you've just liked our page, you won't be able to see that. Right, in the Facebook group. So we have a, an ongoing poll in the Facebook group that I update, you know, just about daily. I remove whatever thing I do wind up watching. I take off the poll, and then we add new options sometimes in there. And so you can constantly be adding. You can vote for as many as you want. You can even have the option to add your own suggestions if you want to on there. I will remove them if it's something that I've seen or that doesn't qualify for whatever other reason. But if it's a legitimate option, um, I will keep it on there. So you can vote in there. And then sometimes if there's a tie or there's, you know, just several that are on the same level, I'll do a poll over on Instagram. I like to give people on different platforms a chance to chime in, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, those are definitely ways that you can get involved with us. So you should do that. And that's that's kind of our little announcement bits there. Uh, The other thing is that I've been working on a 5,000-piece puzzle, and it's so close to being done. He's got them in the tubs, the pieces in the tubs. Sorting tubs. I figured out the pattern. This one is similar to the other one, but it's every 42 pieces, whereas I think the other one, my 7,500 piece, was every 32 pieces. It's not quite as helpful because it doesn't repeat as often, but it has helped me to fill in a lot of gaps there. So it reduces the sorting time necessary because I can narrow down a piece. If I can find where that piece is not elsewhere in the pattern, then I know I'm looking for one that has two bumps on uh, opposing sides or whatever. You know, I know what shape I'm looking for. I would like to have Thanksgiving um, dinner on the table. It's coming close. I don't know. I'm going to have to do like a dedicated some time to do it because I don't have a lot of time. I just kind of poke around in between stuff. So we need to have some more puzzle and record listening time to get mm. that done if you want to be able to eat on the table for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Maybe you guys got to pitch in a little bit. The kids have actually put in a couple pieces I on this one. I put in a piece. You did put a piece in. So, so uh, I've done the whole thing then. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so an update on our TV appearance. Yes. Um, now, we have told you guys we're going to be on a TV show. Um, we've already taped it. And originally the air date was November 29th. They changed it. So it's actually, since we've told you guys that, it's been changed twice. Um, but the new air date is now uh, November 22nd. In some areas. In, in some areas. Although here, uh, because the timing of it got bounced around, it's actually getting pushed back. It's because of, what is it, a sports thing? AMA. American Music Awards. Something like that. The actual airtime of it is pushed back in our area to midnight. Now, depending on your local times, it might be at regular time, which mm-hmm. I think is 7 o'clock. But you just have to look at local listings. We will tell you the name of the show on our next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that it's on the 22nd, maybe technically the 23rd, if it's actually at midnight yes. of November. So, um, And, you know, it, it's kind of a bummer it got pushed around and stuff, but... Honestly, like, the majority of TV watchers now just watch it on Hulu or whatever thing the next day. Um, So it's not the same as if Once Upon a Time, that was the only way to watch it. That would have, like, just ruined ratings. Yeah, but I I don't think they even care as much, you know. And we 
we're fine with it. So yeah. Um, I want to remind everyone that we still have Alex P. Keaton is my friend. My other podcast is going strong with Keith. And uh, there's a really cool thing. I just found out about this today. Um, they're doing like a, a cast reunion mm-hmm. and it's like a fundraiser. A lot of older TV shows have been doing this where they get together for a cause, whether it's a political cause or a charity cause or whatever. And they're, I, I don't, I, it's so new. I don't even know what the causes they're raising money for, but it's happening and we're going to be wa- listening or watching this reunion and then doing a special episode to talk about the reunion. Nice. So very, very excited about that. So keep an eye out for that. And finally, in the news, don't forget that Blue Christmas is going to be on December 12th. It's our annual Christmas concert. We're working on the details and getting people involved. But I do have a couple more names that I can announce mm-hmm. um, that are going to be involved in it. But again, it's an online concert. It'll be free. Um, you can watch it on, on December 12th. But also, you know, if you want to see it live. But also, you'll be able to watch it afterward, which is the cool thing about doing it on the internet. Um, so, as I mentioned before, we have Eric Kennedy, who is... Uh, awesome musician. He's uh, was one that we interviewed not too long ago. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember correctly. Um, so he'll be doing some songs. We're doing short sets, like two or three songs per band, just to kind of feel it out and get a, a sense of how to do these concerts. If things go well, I'd like to make it a semi-regular thing, you know, mm-hmm. not just once a year. Um, we also have R.B. Brown, who, as I mentioned, he's from Australia, and we've got a couple of uh, CDs from him that we've released with Popbox Music as well. And then um, we have a band called Rainhouse, who has played at a number of our uh, Blue Christmas concerts in years past, uh, under various different names, but Rainhouse most recently. Um, and they'll be doing a few songs as well. Um, and there's a few other artists that are most likely going to be involved that will solidify the lineup in a little bit here. But very exciting. Very exciting. I'm, I'm super stoked for this. It's going to be cool. And that's it for the news. It's time now to talk about the 30-day TV pilot challenge. I'm so glad my idea was chosen. I know it's really it's it's been really fun. It it also drives me crazy though. And because you know, I've watched several. The majority of the ones I've watched are ones that I will probably want to watch more of, not all of them. We'll mm-hmm. go through that in a second. But, you know, as you guys know, the challenge is I watch a different TV pilot, the first episode of a show, each day for 30 days in November. And um, it's got to be a show that I've never seen before. We're going for fictional shows as opposed to, like, docu-series or other, you know, nonfiction stuff. And it's got to be available on one of the five streaming platforms that we have uh, access to that we pay for, which is Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, CBS All Access, and Disney+. Plus. So... Based on that, I've watched nine pilots, and um, each day, uh, it's kind of driven me crazy, because a lot of them are things I do want to watch again, and the other rule is that I'm only allowed to watch the pilot until the end of the month, Mm -hmm. so I can't go to the next episode, even if there's a cliffhanger, I really want to know what happens. So, for a lot of these, I have to wait, even though I want to watch more. So, I'll give you a quick rundown. When we last recorded, I'd only watched one Um, which was the right stuff. And I told you about that already, and I said I was going to do it. So starting on day two, I watched... uh, We did another random pick, because we hadn't gotten... We gotten the polls up, but there wasn't a lot of results yet. Right. uh, Rather than just pick whatever, like, one person voted for at that time, I went for another random pick. And so did a spinner thing, picked the first thing that showed up, and I wound up watching a show called 68 Whiskey. And um, it was a hard no for me. It was not my style. (laughs) sounded... Like a hard no. It was just, it was a very, like, graphic, uh, like, it was a war show. There's a lot of, like, medical stuff, you know, bloody things. And, um, you know, it's definitely, like, M.A., TV M.A., like, a lot of language and content and stuff like that. I don't know. Which, you know, depending on the thing, I can handle if it's, you know, done tastefully or, you know, it's a a worthwhile story. But there's got to be something there that's compelling to me, and there just wasn't for this Mm -hmm. one. So that one was a no for me. Um, But the hardest no of all of them, this one was just absolutely unappealing. You actually watched this one with me. Yeah. Of all the things here, I think you've only watched one of them, right? No. Oh, two. You've watched two of them. Oh, no, three. You've watched three of them with me so far. And this one was, ugh. So, the one that I watched on day three, this one was one that was voted for by a lot of people, and it's Black Mirror. And it's a Netflix show. Um, It's an anthology one, you know, so there's different, they're not like a, it's not a a continuity between stories or anything. It's more of a, you know, each one-offs. But 
Um, the, it was just gross and so poorly written and just dumb. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. It was miserable to watch. However, after watching it, I had like at least eight different people respond on Instagram, through direct text, or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. All telling me, like, you have to watch other episodes. That first one's really bad, but the rest of them are really good. And I've told several people, and I'll tell you this if you're a listener that agrees with that sentiment. I will give it one more chance. And I'm looking for a consensus from people. Yeah. You have basically one chance to pick an episode that you think will convince me to watch the rest. It could be any of them since it's a... It's you know, not a linear show. Right. It, I, I could watch any of them. So whatever you suggest, I will try one more. But if I'm not, like, utterly blown away, I will never watch it again. Because it was awful. Yeah. I just hated it. It was, like, the worst. The worst of all of these here. So, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can be convinced. But I doubt it. It would have to be really overwhelming <laughs> to wash that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, then the next day. The next day was the one that I watched. It, it's probably my favorite of the whole list. Um, that I just absolutely love. Stay awake for this. You started several of these shows and didn't make it so very many. far. Um, and the next day I watched also on Netflix Lock and Key, um, which I understand is based on a comic, and I've been recommended the comic by uh, some listeners, and um, it was awesome. I just really loved it. It was uh, it was a really good mix of like kind of a creepy thing, a little bit of teen drama stuff, which I know you would totally dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like a good creepy kid, and I don't know if it's like ghosts or just like other dimensions or something. I don't really know. You know, there's still a lot of mystery to be done. But oh, it was just good because I love a good creepy thing. I don't like gory like horror stuff. Yeah. But a creepy ghost story is really fun for me. Yeah, and this me just too. it ticked all the boxes. It was very stylish. It just looked really cool. They're in this huge, awesome old house. Oh, I loved it, and I. This is the one that's the hardest for me to wait to watch more because I just really loved it. And I really think you'll like it, too. Right. Um, um, there's something, though, that, like, I didn't like about Lock and Key. What's that? I don't like their marketing. Like, it's like a person's neck and they, like, have a key, like, opening their neck. What's wrong with that? It just grosses me out. Like, I don't like things like that. It's weird. Really? Yeah. I didn't like it. What if it's a robot? I guess if I knew it was a robot. I mean, I don't know that it is, but also it's just a poster. Like, trust me, you will love this show. Well, I'm going to watch it when I can stay awake for it. So, up next on day five uh, was the 100. This is another one that people voted for. The rest of these are all pulled either straight from the uh, Facebook poll or from Instagram polls, a combination of all yeah. of them. Um, so, watch the 100. Now, and initially, a lot of the things we put on there, you and I are just looking through titles that I hadn't seen and just trying mm-hmm. to, just throwing some up to get started. But then people have added stuff since then. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if this was one that tons of people were excited about, but enough people voted for it that it won. Um, and it was maybe like, it was okay. Like the premise of it was really cool. And this won't spoil anything because you find this out in the first like seconds of the show. But the premise of the show is that earth was, you know, devastated by nuclear war and pollution or whatever, like a hundred years ago, or maybe it was 200 years ago. I can't remember how long ago it was, but significant, you know, chunk of time. And, the only people that survived were all the people that were evacuated into these space stations that all the different countries had. And they kind of combined them all into one big mega space station. And that's like all that's left of the human population. It's overcrowded because there's only so much room and so many resources. Mm-hmm. And so they decide they're going to send all the prisoners, which are mostly kids, down to the Earth to see if it's inhabitable again, even though it's all... You know, nuclear wasteland. Why are all the kids prisoners? Well, there's a whole thing, and this is this is my issue with the show because the premise is interesting, and it's they're all going down and discovering the world. So it's all kids on this planet, and that's all you know. It, think of like the Hunger Games. It's a mm-hmm. it's their scenario to get a bunch of kids together and battling and going through force and stuff. It's very much that setup, but there was so much exposition in so much awkward exposition dialogue in this. It was hard to enjoy the first episode. Now 
and some of the acting was a little questionable for me too. It was a little like, you know, the UP, what is the channel 13 dramas, you know, UPN, what were that, what was that channel? It's UPN anymore. Yeah, but that's what it was, right? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Just some bad teen it's acting. It's like the WB or something. WB, those things. That, yes. It, it, which was a little jarring in like a sci-fi show, right? But it was, the premise was good, and I feel like once they get into it, and they're past all the, like, ridiculous uh, amount of exposition, it could be good. And the editing and pacing was real weird. Like, it was super quick, but not in a, like, fun way, just in a, like, we have so much information we have to tell you, we're just going to have everyone talk really fast and cut it together quick. So Sounds like a maybe to me. I would, what I would do is start the next episode and see if it's better. And if it's not, I'd probably be done with it. But it's a maybe. Um, so next I watch Fargo, which is based on the Coen Brothers movie. I love the absolute, absolutely love the movie. I love the Coen Brothers in general, right? Fargo was my first Coen Brothers movie. Mine was, I'm pretty sure, Raising Arizona and then Hudsucker Proxy. Or those might be flipped. I can't remember those, which one for sure was first. But um, Hudsucker may be my favorite. It, it changes around. But anyway... Um, the show was really good. It took me a little while to get into it because it starts out being really similar to the movie and then just feeling like not quite as good as the movie because it was a little bit off. But once it started going its own direction and away from the movie, yeah, it, it was much more entertaining. I definitely would want to watch more. It's, you know, very much a dark thriller, somewhat dark comedy type of thing, you know, like, like Fargo is, but I watched the first five minutes. Yeah. There's definitely more violence than you'll probably want to see. At least you could probably close your eyes for it, you know. You know how I feel about my most unfavorite genre. I know. Well, there's definitely some of that in here. But, I mean, it was it was really well done. It felt at first like how the American office felt if you watch the British office and then you watch the first couple episodes and you're like, ooh, it's just sort of a little off. But once it became its own thing, it was amazing. And I feel like that's where the show did. But it took that arc in the first story, in the first episode. Which is funny, though. But when you go back and watch the American Office pilot now, it's like genius. Yes. But if you have the other one fresh in your mind, then it's kind of weird, right? You know, so I think that once you can cleanse your your palate of the other, you can enjoy it more. And that's what it took. And I think they knew that, too. And I, I think they did it really well, so... Uh, next, I watch Umbrella Academy. You didn't make it all the way through this one, right? You started this one with me, too. I just started it. Yeah. This one is a probably. I enjoyed it, um, and I think it probably... It kind of depends on where the story goes, um, but it was, it was interesting. It's sort of a semi-superhero-ishy story, um, you know, special humans or whatever, um, and it's pretty... It was good. I enjoyed it. I... It really depends on where the story goes from here, and I think it could be good. So what's the difference between maybe and probably? Probably means I think I'm going to want to watch it, but there is a chance that, depending on what they do with the story, I might be done with it. Whereas the other one is, it's possible they could pull it off, but I kind of don't think so. Like, you're only going to watch the first... 10 minutes. Like, the other one, if it's the first 10 minutes, I'm out if it's not good. This one I'll give another episode for sure and see what they do with it. Okay. There so, you have it. The it's difference just, you know, between the maybe difference. and probably. On day eight, you and I watched Dead to Me, which was just a great, like, dark comedy, dramedy. So good. Uh, with Christina Applegate and and uh, Lindsay Weir from Freaks yes, and Geeks. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so good. Um, definitely like a dark comedy, you yeah, know, like if that's your thing. It's going to be hard to wait a whole month to yeah. watch the rest of that. But. It was good. And finally, today, we watched um, Marvel Rising. There's a very complicated history with this. Because well, we were supposed to watch The Clone Wars, but it turns out that there are two different cartoons of The Clone Wars and a movie called The Clone Wars. And one of them is not available to stream, and that's the first one the first series and not the second series, it was so complicated and it turned out it didn't fit the rules. So we had to throw it out. Although I'm interested to watch it, even though I don't love the prequel stuff, people are very positive about the show, but it didn't wind up fitting the rules. So I had to throw it out. So we watched Marvel rising instead, which turned out to be also a movie that had like some side special TV specials, but there was a short mini series that was uh, made before it. With four-minute episodes, six four-minute episodes. So we watched one four-minute episode pilot. Very short. It was fun. It was actually really good, and I definitely would want to watch more of it. But um, it was a long and complicated day today. So 
that's what we wound up with. And Instagram wasn't working. Yeah, Instagram was down for a while, which is just driving me crazy. We, it kept trying to like load, and then it wouldn't load the video, mm-hmm. so I'd make it again. And eventually, it like came back up, and we had like five versions mm-hmm. of the same video because it just loaded all at once. So enough to drive man crazy. And that's it for the 30-Day Movie Pass Challenge. Again, make sure you guys are on Instagram following Mandarin Orange Show or you're on our Facebook group, Mandarin Orange Show, the group, so that you can be following along with that. And up next is listener mail. You got mail. Well, our very faithful listener and writer inner Ben is at it again. Like I said, this time he did write to us in Mandarin Orange Show, or at MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. So we'll be reading it from over there. And I'm going to go through this. He mentions in his own email that this is like his longest email he's ever written. (laughs) And we love it. No complaints because I love hearing and anyone can write as much as they want. But I'm going to go through this one at like double time to try to keep this episode in a regular uh, length. We'll see. We'll see what we can do here. So, you ready? Mm -hmm. See how I can do if I... Sibilance. Sibilance. Ew, don't do that. What? Ew, what? You know I don't like... I'm not doing it, like, close to the microphone. <laughs> what is that, like, S- SMR no, or whatever? No, no, don't Is that what it's called, when they, like, talk real close to the mic? Yes, I made you listen to some of those just to, like... chilling. Watching your response to them was really funny. All right, here we go. From Ben. Hello, Yukaipa amigos. It's your favorite writer-inner, a term recently coined by Phil Ben. Well, that's funny. I just, uh, I just said it, and even though... I didn't read this yet. I already said oh, it again. Oh, really? So I'm consistent, at least, you, you know, are internally. very consistent. I haven't read this email, by the way. I just, I know it was here. It's I kind of skimmed it, but I wanted to be fresher. Well, since I started listening to Mandarin Orange Show last year, you continue to bat 1,000 with fun, entertaining Vecchio, with fun, entertaining Vecchio vibes. Oh, that's, that's very kind. I may be a bit biased in my enjoyment, as hearing your voices and stories bring me back to simpler times back at Biola University. Ah, the days of borrowing VHS tapes, Sunday night pizza, and keeping our dorm room doors open at least a Bible length for the co-ed get-togethers. But aside from that, I do recommend your show to other podcast listeners of mine, because let's face it, it's just a good time. Aw, that's very sweet. Thank you, thank you. Enjoyed your last episode, and I'm glad to hear I could help contribute with the top five comfort foods category. FYI, in case you're wondering, my go-to comfort food items include buttered popcorn and hot tamales candy combo. Oh. Seriously, try it. Great mix of sweet and salty and hot. I, 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 I couldn't handle that. but You couldn't. But I have had my mind changed about mixing weird stuff like mm-hmm. that since... Like the uh, caramel and cheese popcorn thing in oh, Chicago, right? Chicago mix. And other other things like that throughout the years. I'm I can be convinced, so I, I might give that a try. What about M and M's and popcorn? Yeah, I would do that. Like, there's you know, like anything it. to make movie popcorn better because movie popcorn is so bland to mm-hmm. me, except for the fact that if it's there, I'll eat it. Oh yeah, and you like never stop eating. No, but you I don't actually like going. it, and I know it's like bad for me. I'll eat it if it's there, but I don't actually like it. Audrey loves it. I like other popcorn. Like when we make popcorn at home, you know, like it's mm-hmm. great. Movie popcorn just kind of, eh. but but then they start making that cheddar caramel. Well, right. If they have the flavors, or if they got the good powders, you can find. There are ways. I'm just saying. Anyway, movie popcorn. Let's see. Um... Next, he said mashed potatoes and gravy, fresh frosting glazed apple turnovers, French fries and Wendy's shake combo. Try that too. I've tried that, of course. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, again, that's another one. You just got Wendy's a couple nights ago. That's another one I scoffed at until I tried it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I I don't always do that, but I get it. And Dots pretzels, which I'm almost sure you haven't heard of. I have not. No. I like pretzels, but I have not heard of Dots specifically. I recently discovered these pretzels during our recent trip to North Dakota, which is where Dots originated, and where you can easily find them on store shelves. North Dakota, incidentally, being one of the last two states States we have not visited yet, but Ben has. Like you guys, my wife and I like to try local food and drinks whenever we travel, and we were told by North Dakotans that we shouldn't leave the Peace Garden state having not tried them. As we soon learned, they are a delicious and insanely addictive blend of crunch, butter, garlic, and salt. I highly recommend them and have even taken the liberty of using the store finder function on their website to steer you towards the nearest shop so you can pick up a bag and try them yourselves. I know you guys are going the extra mile in terms of health and safety by limiting your outings during COVID. Yes, we are. Kudos to you on that. Thank you. But if you happen to be over in Redlands, California anytime in the future, swing by Gerard's Market. Oh, 
I've been there. Yeah, that's Janelle's school is in Redlands, which is yeah. right near us. Um, our church is in Redlands, and other stuff. Our closest movie theater is Gerard's in <laughs> is where you get all the like specialty sodas yeah. and the fancy, you know, food or anything like imported. You go to Gerard's. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he said, grab a bag there and get me or get back to me on your review. I'd be shocked if they didn't trump Phil's prize Cool Ranch Doritos. Mic drop. What? Ooh. I do love Cool Ranch Doritos. They're not quite as good as Cool American Doritos, though. <laughs> which is what they are called in Denmark, and I was so excited when I oh found Oh, my those. gosh. That was, like, your most liked picture of all of Europe. All of Europe. We did a whole month-long trip. We went to Venice. We went to Rome. We went to Pisa. We went to Sicily. We went to Malta. We posted pictures of all of these places, all over Denmark, the Tivoli. The two pictures from that trip that were the most liked, viewed, and commented mm-hmm. were the picture of me holding the bag of cool American Doritos, which is epic, I admit. But just still, a close, close up of you. Just a close up of cool. me holding cool American Doritos and the picture of us at In and Out Burger when we got back to America. <laughs> all of that stop. other stuff. Yep. Anyway. People are like, gosh, stop. We'll have to check those out. Posting. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. All right. Speaking of Europe, thanks for the heads up on the Malta podcast. I'll go back and see if I can find them. Color me impressed by you guys going the extra mile, literally, in finding Popeye's Village. I know exactly what it's like to do the research and treasure hunt movie locations during our many travels. As you would likely agree, going off the beaten path and away from the norm, for example, cruise ship excursions, can often bring the greatest rewards. Clearly, your research and efforts paid off. Maybe not in wimpy cheeseburgers, but in great memories for you and the kids. <laughs> now, we didn't have cheeseburgers there. Of course, there was like a Wimpy's like theme thing, but their we restaurant. Eat, we don't eat when we when we're on, Yeah, when we're off a ship on a cruise, we do not pay for food. We just eat before we leave and eat when we get back. And, you know, the kids there can There was deal. this guy in Sicily who just, we went in and he... Made us buy food, and we like well because we were getting no. drinks because it was hot, and he's like, "Oh, here, you want a cannelloni? You need a, you need a cannelloni." <laughs> and we're like, I, uh, "I guess we do." <laughs> I mean, the guy in Sicily told me I need a cannelloni. And then you know? we went back at the end of our time in Sicily and bought more cannelloni because it was like the best thing I've ever tasted. He in my like life. like, and he was so like, oh, nice. welcome back. I, and like, he didn't. I mean, he didn't speak English, but. He got us to buy cannelloni. <laughs> he spoke about as much English as I spoke Italian, but it was enough. So that was like one of the times. But they didn't have wimpy cheeseburgers at there, but they did have, you remember that with your ticket to get into the park, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever mentioned this, you got a free, it was like a shot of alcohol or something, or it was like a, it was like a margarita, but it wasn't a margarita. It was some kind of like alcoholic beverage right. at their little bar. Do you remember that? I don't remember. I didn't. Well, I think you had the kids, and, and like, Matt and I went and got them. It was like a slushy, though. It was like a frozen drink, like a margarita. I remember. Yes. It was like a mar- It was like an alcoholic slushy. Yeah, and I tasted it, and I was like, oh, I am out. No way. But I think you and Matt might have had them. I yeah, and Matt and I had them. Um, the other thing about Popeye's Village is there was, like, this floatable playland, like, with floaties. Yeah, because that's the amazing thing. If you are familiar with the movie, the whole thing is set like on the seaside, and this it's all literally built right up on the Mediterranean Sea. Right, and it's gorgeous. It's just blue. I mean, the water is every bit so as blue, blue as it looks like in a movie. Right, it's fantastic, and they have this whole swimming play area that's right. a part of it. Not to mention, they also have a swimming pool up above. Right, that's also and included. that had like little water slides and stuff. And I had no idea. I mean, luckily we had our swimsuits. Because yeah, just, you never know. You, you never, never know. So we um, we got our swimsuits on, and I took the kids out because you and Matt wanted to just look at the town more, and that's when you got sucked into the, the Popeye's thing. skit. But the kids and I just were swimming in the Mediterranean, climbing up on inflatables, sliding down on them. Well, I came and joined it you guys so in fun. a little bit, but Matt and I did a little more deep dive into some of the stuff. Yeah. 
And we really could do an entire episode on Malta. We maybe should sometime. Maybe. Maybe if Ben listens to those other ones and there's not enough details, we could do a whole we'll, episode. We'll watch our videos from Malta and then it'll be like fresh in our mind. Maybe mommy. that could be one of our first ever uh, Patreon bonus episodes. Oh. It's just like a little side mention we'll there. travel. Interesting. We'll travel bonus. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. All right. Let's get back to Ben's thing here. I said I was going to go so fast through it. I knew you wouldn't. I, it's, it's difficult. I'm reading as quickly fun. as I can. <laughs> Thanks for the expanded detail on the songs, players, and Isley on the CD you so kindly sent me. I discovered Isley back in 2006 immediately after I got back from a six-month deployment with my submarine in the Navy. After so many months spent underwater, I found myself craving new music and was pleased to have found them. They're still on many of my playlists. Very cool that you were with them early on and stayed connected over the years. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, I just love them. and They're so good. It's a, one of my prouder moments getting to be involved in that journey. So, um, And they're still great. They still, I mean, their last album, I think, was like 2018. But I think they're still, you know, like I said, it's doing one of the sisters. Stuff, yeah. I think they're still doing it. Um, obviously, times right now are a little different. All right. On the topic of theme parks, yes, I spent a good chunk of my latter I spent a good chunk of my latter college days working at Knott's Berry Farm. But no, it wasn't in food service like you guessed it might have been. I was assigned to ride attractions. Don't get excited, I didn't get the cool attractions. Most of my time there was spent at the Wheeler Dealer bumper cars. Not very glamorous. I know, but it was in the shade under the building, so my pale Irish skin thanked me for that. <laughs> One highlight of my short career at Knott's included working Not Scary Farm. My costume makeup that October was similar to Brandon Lee's The Crow. And let me tell you, you haven't lived until you've been paid to scare people. It's so much fun. It was also fun when celebrities came to the park. Lesser known, but still cool. John McCarthy came through Wheeler Dealer one day with his daughter. He's a six foot four referee for UFC. Hashtag are you ready? I would not have known who that was no. had he not filled us in. So I'm glad he did. <laughs> And barely fit into the bumper car. On one of the scary October nights, Nicolas Cage came through with his family, which included his then-wife, Patricia Arquette, her brother, David. Phil, I believe you played his character, Dewey, in the <laughs> immortal Biola film classic, Shriek. Yes, uh, yes, I did. If I ever want to run for public <laughs> office, that's what's going to come up, let me right. tell you. <laughs> right. And then his wife, Courtney Cox, who coincidentally grew up nearby my wife's hometown in Birmingham, Alabama. It was a brief encounter, and Mr. Cage spent most of the time I saw him alone in a photo booth having his picture taken. An odd thing for normal people to do, but for him, perhaps a normal Saturday night. All for now. This is probably my longest letter to you yet, so I hope I didn't bore you. Never, never. With the holidays fast approaching, I'll leave you with this potential top five category for consideration, top five holiday movies. And if you want to narrow that down, just Christmas movies. Keep up the fun time and talk soon, Ben. And then he included a picture of me in... Uh, Dewey. And I think that's... Uh, and then he also did a video of the the guy that he met, the UFC guy. John. Uh, okay. Um, Whew, that was good. That was a good long one, but I think I got through it and addressed enough stuff, and we kept it into a reasonable amount of time. Good job. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for writing in, Ben. And um, as always, if you guys would like to write to us, you can write us at MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com, or you can write to us on Facebook, Instagram, or any other places where our contact is available. And with that, we're going to jump into just a little bit more here. Speaking of top fives, we're going to do some top fives. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. All right, I made up the top five uh, list for tonight, so you're going to do your top five first. All right. So our top five uh, for tonight is our top five hikes. Now that's the only thing I said is just hikes that we've that. That's all I said. I kind of imposed on myself some other. Uh, limitations to make it through this year, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. Mine, it wasn't that hard for me. Okay, it was hard for me. So, I wonder how many overlap. All right. Okay, so one of my favorite hikes we ever took was there's this natural bridge called Tonto Natural Bridge yes. in Arizona. I believe it's in... Oh, in Arizona. Yeah. It's Payson? No, no, no. You're right. It's it's outside of Payson, Arizona. Yeah, Payson. I thought you were talking about the natural bridge that we went to in southern Illinois, which we also did recently. That one was incredible, but um, the 
the natural bridge was so stunning. Like, we kind of went there just because we saw a brown sign, and brown usually means, yeah. like, nature. And I always look for brown and green out, on the map to know where we're going to go. There was, like, waterfalls coming down a like rock it looked like and we went Hawaii. Like, deep in the canyon Luke and Audrey were so little and cute and they were so excited because there was like little arrows on the rocks like bolted onto the rocks because there's a lot of bouldering to, yeah we had to do bouldering and then when you get to the natural bridge there's waterfalls coming down off of the natural bridge and it's enormous it's gigantic it looked like Hawaii yeah. To me. Absolutely. So that was one of my favorite hikes we ever took, and it was crazy that it was just in Arizona. Well, and there's one, too, that, like, if you go, because you can, you know, go around to the top of it and look down, and it's really pretty, but you, you have no there. idea how amazing it is until you go on that hike down yeah. in the canyon and look up at it from underneath. Yeah. Like, it was just spectacular and very surprising because I feel like for the spectacular experience we had there, it should have been way bigger on that map. And right. it should be way more popular. And it's kind of cool that it wasn't. Because we really... I don't think we saw any other people on the trail. Maybe one. Yeah, it was not crowded. Yeah. It was great. Um, And again, these are in no particular order. Okay. My next one is Secret Beach in Kauai. Oh, yeah. So we, again, just went on a spontaneous hike... And there were chickens, and it was raining slightly, but then we came upon this, like, rope swing and, like, a little, like, hut somebody had built out of sticks, and it was right on the ocean, well, but, and there was nobody there. But you have to mention that when we started, I didn't, we just, I was looking for trails to go on. Yeah, we and just I found a trail, it was a trail. We parked up in like the jungle and hiked through the jungle for a while, which was great. And then it starts dropping down towards the ocean and then pops out on the secret yeah. beach. So it was like a surprise. I mean, I knew it was near the ocean, obviously. We're on right. an island, but it wasn't like we set out to go to a beach. We didn't know it ended up at the beach. I just knew it was a cool hiking trail. And so then we went back in our bathing suits and really had a good day at Secret Beach. But that was just kind of fun to happen upon it. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I see a theme, happen upon it, in both mine. Um, and then there was my first big hike I ever took with you. Do you remember? Big Sur. Big Sur. Um, first of all, Big Sur is gorgeous. It's in the Redwoods and... Central California, it's gorgeous. And we had done some camping, and I've never been a hiker until um, I married Phil. <laughs> and he's like, you can do it, you can do it. And you just, like, encouraged me. And I was totally, like, exhausted and tired, but, like, I saw the payoff of it was so pretty. how beautiful it was. It was up through all the giant redwoods, mm -hmm. but also, like, along beautiful rivers. Remember, we, like, stopped yeah. and went swimming in one of the pools? Mm -hmm. Like, oh. Oh, my gosh. That was such a great pool where I did, like, the mermaid You pose. did Little Mermaid, yeah. Yeah. It was great. And then um, there was a hike we took on our honeymoon in Maui where we got some sugar cane off this... <laughs> Yep. Lady, she just like broke off the sugar cane and put it in a blender and like gave it to us. Oh, that was, it was like, so she fantastic! Pulled it off because she had like a pretty established cart there, like a like a yeah. little thing by the side of the and road. We're like we want some sugar cane. And she juice. literally walked behind the thing, just took a little like machete or whatever, and chopped off it and handed it to us. Yeah, it was great. But then, like as we walked down, enjoying our sugar cane down the trail. There was this beautiful waterfall with like a pool below, and we like walked through it. And this is on the road to Hana, by the way, yeah. in case you're and it was wondering. gorgeous yeah. and beautiful and memorable. And then my last one is um, a hike we took at Acadia National Park in Maine, and um, it was the trail with all the like bouldering and rocks and there was like and it went through some caves on a couple of spots and then like you had to climb like a ladder bolted to the side of a rock and it was just 
Remember there was like a tomb up there too? Yeah. Like, like in the middle of a trail? like buried in the middle of this trail inside a rock. Like it, it was a crazy, it was really cool. And it was just had like tons of surprises like that. Plus ocean views. Yeah. All along the way. Of all the islands in Maine. Yeah. So um, those are my top five. We've taken so many great hikes. So many. Yes. But those were the ones that like just really stood out to me. So you're gonna need to include a picture from one at least one of these. Yes. And maybe you could even do a little montage in our group if you wanted to, if you are so inclined. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see if you get around to that. Hopefully you do. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you imposed the same limitation that I did, although maybe you didn't have to impose so much because you did all ones that we've done together. So I also put that limitation on myself because I've been hiking my entire yeah. life and I have so many countless hikes with my dad and my brothers and my family, like, you know, with on trips, with camps, um, as a leader, you know, taking kids on hikes and stuff. So... There's no way I could narrow any of that down to five because that's just yeah. like a lifetime. But by narrowing it down to ones that you and I have done, it still was impossible. And all of those ones you said, I agree. We've done so many hikes together. But I actually did have um, two overlapping with you. Okay, which ones? So the ones that did overlap was Big Sur because that was very memorable. Yes. Like that, again, like our first big hike. Like we've done little things, but that was like a big hike. And no, it was like a long three-mile hike, which I didn't You had do. not done that before. Up hills. Up into the mountains, right. So um, that was that was very special. Um, and the other one was that one in Acadia National Park. And the way I labeled it was the 0.2-mile trail. Because yeah. on the map it said it was a 0.2-mile <laughs> loop. And then the further we got into the trail, and I'm like, this, this is, is definitely one of the 0.2 like- miles. But I don't want to say anything because we're having such a good time. And you guys were, like, really into it. Well, it turns out, I mean, we were just going on, like, a little visitor's map. And if you look closely, there's, like, a little loop that goes out to, like, the first sign that's the 0.2-mile loop, which we passed a long time ago. And I think we wound up doing, like, a two-mile loop Yeah. Uh, when all was said and done, which is great. But just, I was like, oh, it's 0.2 miles. Let's go do it real quick. And then we were out there for, like, an hour, you know, exploring around and yeah. climbing up boulders. And That's pretty much how our hikes go. Yeah. Because it's funny because, I mean, if you were going for time and speed, we could, even though we're not in, like, the greatest shape, we could do a quicker two miles. Not a lot quicker, but, you know, depending on it. But we like to mosey, play along the way, enjoy nature, take pictures, climb a rock here and there, whatever, you know. So um, a two-mile hike could easily be an hour. It could be twice that, you know, depending on what it was. And this one just had so much fun stuff to do along the way. So those are the two that overlapped. I, and I might even swap some of these out for the ones you did, but I'm not going to go through all that game because I just want to mention some more. Yeah. So I also had a natural bridge, but I put the one we went more recently that in one Southern was great Illinois. Too. Super pretty. You got a great picture, uh, classic my vacation pants picture on it. Mm-hmm. And um, but also just it was so cool because I had always pictured Illinois as just flat and kind of boring, honestly. Like, and I'm sorry to anyone that lives in Illinois. That was my impression. I visited yeah. Illinois. A number of times, but mostly had traversed across the country on freeways. Although we've been to Chicago, which is a big city, but not like very mountainous, you know. Right. I'd also gone to some a music festival in Illinois, which was in like a huge farm and fields and stuff. So my experience with Illinois had been flat. And we went to this place, this these mountain regions in southern Illinois that were just like gorgeous. These hikes, natural bridges, waterfalls, like you name it. And so... It just really blew me away, and it helped once again to remind myself that, you know, your impression or your preconceived notions of a place, are, you really have to check those at the door because you could be missing out on amazing stuff in lots of places by thinking that you know what the place is about, right. you know. Um, and just in the way that we came across this, like I said, is that I look at maps when we're going places, and I look for the brown spots and the green spots because I know that's going to be mm-hmm. the pretty places, you know, and you start going from there because even a small little regional park can have beautiful stuff if you, right. you know, do some research ahead of time and look what you're going for. So anyway, that one was really cool. Uh, that Tonto National Bridge, though, or the Natural Bridge that you mentioned, that was that was more of a spectacular grand scale. This mm-hmm. one was just a fun because we were the only people yeah. on that trail we never saw it. when we parked there was no cars in the parking lot we never saw a person on the trail when we when we left there was no other cars and in the parking lot. there was a belly button tree there was the great belly button tree that had like grown in around a bench uh, so much fun stuff on that trail and this was in the height of summer it's not like we were there off season or something like it was also like uh really hot <laughs> 
but it wasn't that bad in the mountains. It was warm. But it wasn't that bad in the mountains. It was shady. Well, you don't get bitten like mosquitoes. Well, like you, you get bugs no matter what, so... Um, let's see. Another one I put on there. This is a more recent one. And I went quick because I wanted to get to recording tonight. But this one I really enjoyed. We went to Zanja Peak. That one I thought of. Which is a, a, a peak near us. It's not super high. I don't remember the elevation off the top of my head. But it's close to us. I think it's the first and maybe only peak that you've done. Oh, yeah. I've never done a peak. Um, I've done a oh. few. Did you do any others? Mount St. Helens. Oh, that's right. That's right. I've well, peak. I hiked into the crater. I know, but it's not technically a peak anymore. There's no peak. But it was still really high. You went to the top. I know. I, I'm, I'm and being... And it took so long. That was before we were married. Yeah. Um, I hiked partway up Mount St. Helens, but didn't go as far. I think we went a mile or two up. Yeah. Uh, up from the trailhead there. But anyway, um, but this is the only one we've done together, and it's actually the only one that still has a peak to it. Right. Um, we did it with our kids and my dad, and it's, it's near us. It was a six-mile hike, which was... Probably your longest single day hike, I would say, mm-hmm. um, from start to finish. And what we did is it's kind of a one way trail, and we dropped a car off at one end and then drove around the other way so yeah. that we could, you know, finish at the end of the day. It was super cool, very beautiful. We have some beautiful hills. In yeah, this is in Ukaipa, um, right? Because we're in the foothills. There's mountains all around us, you right. know. So, um, and it was also like right after it had been raining. It was. It was like so many beautiful wildflowers. Like mm-hmm. we were at the perfect time. It was gorgeous. So that's one. And then finally, um, I put the hike that we did when we went wading through the waters in Mississippi. We were we Oh the visitor I, I, center. Yes, I looked around, oh, I found a trail. So good. We're in Mississippi and I, I was, you know, wanting to find a good hike to do. And there was this one, it was totally random. It was like the trailhead was in the far end of a parking lot of a, it wasn't even a visitor. I mean, it was like the the state information center, but it's basically like a, a roadside rest stop, right? right. Like one, a big rest stop. But it was a huge parking lot, and on the far end, there's a trailhead. You can only get to it when you're going one direction. Mm-hmm. We had to, like, go to an exit and get off and come back on the freeway. And... I don't know, just, it seemed cool. I looked at pictures and stuff, and it was right along a river, which, I don't think it was the Mississippi River, but it was probably an offshoot of it, right? Yeah. Um, Because it wasn't that huge, but it was a pretty big river. But anyway, um, we wanted to go hike to the river, and so we went on this trail, and it had been raining. I mean, it's Mississippi, right? And it was in the spring, and so as we went on, it started getting muddier and muddier, and the, the trail start, was, like, flooded. Flooded. And we were like, oh, we should, I really want to go. Should we keep going? And we were, like, we started, we were trying to, like, walk along the sides where it wasn't so wet, and then someone, like, slipped and dipped a toe in, and it got a little worse, and finally we looked at each other and we're like, should we just do, do it? it? Let's just do it. And we all just walked in the in the mud. Like, in, not mud, like... There was water up it to was our like up to our our calves. Like, yeah, our... and we just did it. And we walked. It was only like a mile loop, but we walked on this trail, and it was so gorgeous. We definitely didn't pass anyone else out there because it was, it was so wet. It rained off and on, and at the end, it's you know it was a loop, but there's this great overlook. There's like a wooden platform over this beautiful river. We saw birds flying by. It was just it was so gorgeous. And there was like. All it was all overgrown, like it had not been. Yeah, because this was in the spring, so I'm guessing that at some point, you know, someone comes and cleans up the trail, and you have the summer hikers come through and everything, and then it gets overgrown again. But we, we broke ground on it, and no one had been out there, and it was totally flooded, and it was just, it was magical. Our kids were like, "Are we really doing this?" We're Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, why not? This is their shoes, whatever." Right. And we walked and dried our shoes out later, you know, and it was just. It was just, it was a great adventure and I have very, very fond memories. And I, I think experiences like that help our kids to like appreciate and be ready for adventures because we could have gone like, oh, we're going to get our shoes wet. Let's go back. Right. And instead we're like, no, we want to go on an adventure and see a beautiful river. Like, and we did it. It's fine. Yeah. We're not. And so. our shoes were so stinky. The oh, rest so of nasty. Our trip. But it was worth it. It was totally worth it. So. I forgot about one though that neither one of us mentioned. What's that? Glacier National Park mountain goats. Yeah. It looked like what I would imagine Switzerland. Well, I've seen Switzerland. We flew over we it. We flew over it. And it it looked, looked like, like that. Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was spectacular, too. So, so many. We've gone to many, many, many hikes. We could do a whole entire podcast about hikes. 
Yes. Uh, but right now, that's it. Now, the only other thing, I, I know that's five. I just had to mention that the last hike that we went on before, and we've done some, like, now, as we go out and, you know, where it's safe. But the craziest hike, I feel like, in some ways, we ever went on was when the pandemic was starting. We were staying up at that cabin. We went out on a hike in, like, two feet of snow because it had been snowing. Yeah. And we were, like, you know cracking through this deep snow and the whole time like the pandemic was just being announced and we were like terrified if someone else came on there wasn't a lot of other people out there but there we were a few like, others three, four. and like you know this is before like people were talking about masks and stuff like that oh, and so nobody it was just was wearing masks it was just really really crazy and it felt like it was our first time of like going out in the apocalypse because we've been kind of holed up in the mm-hmm. cabin for a couple days and um, I'm not saying it was one of the top ones ever, but it was the craziest and it was... Well, the red ones were gorgeous. It was gorgeous, and absolutely. And it was snowing. It was actively snowing on us. But also kind of terrifying. And I fell in to the snow and it went up to my waist. Yeah. <laughs> also, in this particular park, all of their brochures and advertisements show like a big giant drive-through tree like they have you know the redwoods but it fell down in like 1996 or something like that but they still have the picture on all their brochures so we got we're like where's the tree and oh yeah that fell down sorry (laughs) anyway wait uh, one more what about hiker staircase oh yeah oh in in texas at uh guadalupe Guadalupe mountains Mountains national National Park. park Yeah, that was spectacular. Now, that was a time when the travel brochure was like, well, we need to go there. Yeah. And it was more amazing. Yeah, we saw this crazy picture. and we're, This was at the, at the ranger station. We're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's... And they didn't even, like, sell it. They're like, no. oh, it's just this cool, like, natural formation. We're like, it's oh. a It's a four-mile hike ground trip. Yeah, and we're like, we can do that. And we went out, and it was, like, mind-blowing. So cool. The formations were amazing, so... Yeah, we've done a lot of cool hikes. And that's just not, I mean, that's just the ones that are off the top of our mm-hmm. heads. Like, there's so many more. We can't do more. And then, I mean, just walks. You know, I mean, I was trying to pick ones that are on trails where we, like, packed water and mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, think about, like, walking from the the Statue of Liberty all the way through up to um, uh, up to Doe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was crazy. I think we walked, like, four miles of, of New York streets that day. Mm-hmm. Um so. And then Rome. Oh yeah. We walked all day long. Oh my gosh. So I I love those experiences. There's there's nothing like getting out and just moving your body to see the things because you see so much more. If you're just looking at a city through a window a on a bus. tour guide and hearing someone mm-hmm. narrate stuff, you're you're missing out on so much. Yeah. Not that those aren't good experiences sometimes too, but it is a totally different thing when you're out there. Yep. Whew. Well, that turned into a lot longer uh, top five than I imagined it might have been. But I love hiking. Well, we have one more segment. We do. We need to do a very quick My Vacation Pants. Put on your vacation pants. All right, guys. Can I get a drum roll, please? I did it! I got to 10,000 followers. Yeah, it happened. I got a swipe up link. It's so exciting, you guys. My Vacation Pants Instagram has over 10,000 followers now. I started it in December of 2015. So I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary of doing a travelgram. And I've really built up my following slowly over time. I've never bought followers like people do. That's right. All legit. They're all legit. And I did it. I'm so happy. It's very, very exciting. There's only one downside, though, is that each day, like, I woke up in the, I'd wake up in the morning and, you know, check to see if I got any, like, messages or anything, and then I'd go to Instagram and see what your count is, and it would, oh, Janelle went up, like, five more followers, and I'd look at it. Well, now, once it's over 10,000, it just says 10K until you get probably to, like, 10.1, 10.2, I'm assuming. I don't know at what point they show higher numbers, but... Each day it just still says 10K. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it, is it going up? Is it going down? I have no idea. I don't either. I have an app that like looks it up. but That's all right. That's cheating. You got to 10,000. I'm happy with that. So I good job, you guys. I hope I don't go below and lose my sweater. I know. That's like the biggest fear, right? <laughs> I got to get a buffer. Well, hopefully if you guys help to follow, thank you so much for doing that. 
We have so many other things we'd love to talk about. Movies and TV shows and board games. We've been playing games and lots of other stuff. Vintage Vecchios. But we've hit our time limit here. It's it's time to dra- draw this uh, episode to a close. What do you say? Yes, please. It's been awesome talking with you, Janelle. Thank you so much for co-hosting this with me. Always. I love our podcasting sessions and thank you so much listeners at home for joining us we appreciate you guys hope you are doing well please if you would like to write into us once again mandarian orange show at gmail.com or send us a message through facebook or instagram you guys make sure you're following along with the 30-day tv pilot challenge it's still going through the rest of the month of november and um who's gonna do it yes yes so for the mandarian orange show i'm phil and i'm janelle and we talk so you don't have to